Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, and along with your co-host, the famous <laughs> JG. He's famous now. People are recognizing his voice. That's a little scary. Anyway, we are here. We're going to talk about topics that help you in your personal and your professional life every Saturday night. Gut Wisdom will make you think, and we'll leave you with real solutions that come from real wisdoms tonight yeah what are we talking about tonight jg we are oh this is going to be a great night we are talking about culture vultures toxicity in the workplace yes culture vultures i think i may have made up that term but maybe not and you know there are so many types of co-workers and some if you're lucky it's only a few that really create that toxic workplace environment yeah there there's no doubt we live in uh such an amazing world today and the world is made up of so many different types of people, different colorful characters. Like you. You're I, a colorful character. I definitely am. Especially in the workplace. Some you can tolerate. Yes. Some are harmless. True. But there are some that are just harmful. They're toxic like you can't believe. So what's a culture vulture, JG? Ooh, those are the people that are disruptive. They create more problems and challenges than they actually solve. And if you think about it, they can really poison the culture of the company. Do you know any? I know quite a few, unfortunately. Well, check this out. According to a recent Harvard Business Review study, they define toxic employees as workers, workers that engage in behavior that's harmful to an organization. And they looked at over 50,000 workers to evaluate the benefits of highly productive employees compared to the cost of toxic employees. But we'll be continuing that dialogue as soon as we come back. Uh, from this very short break, you're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Stay tuned. Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just tuning in, I'm John Gassman, along with your host, Deirdre Koppelman. Greetings. Good evening. Good evening. What's up? You are listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. And tonight, Deirdre and I are discussing and chatting all about harmful, toxic culture vultures in the workplace. Mm, culture vultures. Yeah. yeah. So you were, you were sharing a, a study, right? A Harvard Business Review study? Yes. Right so before the break. Right before yeah. the break, I was sharing that there was this Harvard Business Review study yep. that looked at over 50,000 workers to evaluate the benefits of highly productive employees compared to the cost of toxic employees. Mm-hmm. And it was found in the study that it takes six top performers... A top performer, meaning uh, somebody who performs, let's say, at the top 25% mm-hmm. of your company, your team, your department, takes six of those people to make up for the cost of only one toxic wow. employee. That's, that's Is pretty- Is that insane? That's nuts. Well, and, and scary. I, it, it's well, very scary. Mm-hmm. And what's also interesting is that the study found that you know there's no way to hire your way out of hiring a toxic employee. It's a big problem. Hmm. You know, we need to pay more attention to identifying, one, who they are, right. and two, how to coach them 
And if that doesn't work, ultimately, number three, how do you get them off the bus? Hmm. Well, we can talk about some of those things. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure uh, which direction you want to go in on this because I have some things to talk about. I read in another study that not only do toxic employees cause frustration, which makes sense, they actually make their teammates, get ready, 54% more likely to quit. Wow. (laughs) Could you imagine? 54%, that, that seems that... You'd want to quit, not so much because maybe you didn't get the raise or you're not making enough money or the commute is horrible, but more than likely you want to yeah. you want to quit because you're dealing with the toxic coworker. Yeah, it's it, awful. It, it's bad, and from our experiences working inside of companies, whether it's small or large, it makes no difference. We've been able to identify a number, right, Dee, a number of key patterns. What right, are those? That, that show up mm. in terms of identifying. Patterns are so good. Oh, my gosh. If you can see them. If you could see them. And unfortunately, a lot of people have blind spots. Yeah. And that's why they end up hiring us is to help them with their people issues. But what are the key patterns? At, right. If you look at the patterns, one of the big patterns is they're pretty. You could tell a lot that they're overconfident in their overall performance. Mm. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. I think a second one is I wouldn't call them narcissists, but they typically will care more about themselves than others. Mm, and we've seen not that. Good. We've seen that. We'll probably get into a story or two. And three, you know, you could definitely identify them by the people that say, you know, the workforce or the workplace rules should be followed by everyone else except, except for me. <laughs> Very I don't common. Know. You're sort of like that. Yes. Am I going to be a reformed, toxic employee now? Oh, my God. We took it from... We have to go through all of the topics we've done, but certainly you're a reformed bully boss. I think you deal with your anger management. What other topics have we talked about? Nonverbal communication. Yeah, empathy yet? No, I don't think we did empathy, but you're coming along. We'll get to that. (laughs) I don't know, JJ. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned, but we'll, we'll work with session. you on something. Yes. Yeah. So this, this study that I was talking about before, um, that this second study that looked at about 63,000 employees yes. where it showed that, you know, toxic employees would have about, I don't know, 54% of their teammates more likely to quit. There were some factors that showed why is someone more likely to engage in toxic behavior? Do you... Do you know why, JG? No. Why? Well, sometimes people, you know, everybody has issues. Everybody's got a story. Everybody. <laughs> what do we always say? Everybody has... A something. A, a something. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, a toxic employee in the workplace, you know, can lead to whether it's themselves or people who they work with, um, aside from other things, workplace violence and substance abuse. Yes. I mean, it's that serious. It's yes. that. It's that serious that... We want to talk tonight about the different types of toxic employees. Help you figure out if you're one of them. Mm. Right? We've got, oh, I love it. We've got the hot mess. We have the, the big black cloud. Yes. There's the martyr, the know-it-all, yeah. the, the wallflower, the flatliner. I mean, there are just so many different types. So tonight we'll get into the different types, help you figure out. We actually, um, well, we'll get into this later, but there's even a quiz on our website to figure out 
if you yourself are a toxic employee. Yeah, don't take the quiz while you're driving, please. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever worked with a hot mess? Uh, unfortunately, we have. And uh, typically, they're kind of incompetent. Mm-hmm. You know, think about that. Erratic. <clears throat> yeah. And completely unreliable. Yeah, when I think of a hot mess in general, whether it's in the workplace or, you know, you just refer to Scatter somebody brains, like, oh, that person's a hot I think of definitely somebody who's like erratic and sort of all over the place. And in the workplace, a hot mess um, pretty much tanks productivity and energy. They're constantly struggling. They're always asking for help. And they, you know what? And they also seem to be over-reliant on other people to help them clean up their messes. Well, sure. You They're know, almost playing that victim card, the exactly. victim role. Do you remember that? In the drama triangle? Yes. I do remember the victim mm-hmm. role. And they quickly bring any project to a crawl. And you know, pretty much everybody's going to be very frustrated. Yep. And sometimes it can be because they don't know how to do their job, or sometimes just they don't want to do their job. But in either case, they bring the whole team down. Mm-hmm. And what about the study that we read? That well, we, that we, sometimes I feel like I talk too much. You do, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. So there was a study. <laughs> what am I, the study person today? Yes. Okay. So there was a study that in 42% of companies surveyed, now this is fascinating, low-performing employees actually reported higher levels of engagement than their high-performing peers. Mm-hmm. And they even reported that their company was a great place to work. And I'm thinking, well, is that because they don't do anything? <laughs> is that because they're a hot mess and that's why they're so engaged and happy to be there? What a, does that make sense? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. You don't look like you're believing me. Well, I, I go back to, I, I think of the hot messes that I've dealt with inside of companies, mm. the scatterbrains, they're all over the place, mm-hmm. and how everybody always has to save them. And, the and prob- clean up. And, it, and it's, it's a mess. Yes, it is. And it's so unfortunate because the employers, the managers, don't take action fast enough to correct these things. Well, yes, that's true. And there are reasons for that as well, but mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later. You know, there's also another type of culture vulture, another type of toxic employee that I like to call the slacker. Oh, those are even worse. Well, true. And, you know, they're sort of like the hot mess, but you're right. They're worse. They find, because they find ways, the slacker find ways to find ways to avoid working at all costs. They're totally happy, let everybody else pick up the slack, and they don't really actually care what their coworkers or managers think of them. Like it's, So it's a little bit different than the hot mess. And you know what's interesting about this? What? You wonder how these people ever got into the company, and how come the employers never do anything? Mm. And you know, the statistics, at least from on slackers, yeah. The statistics. You have stati- you have stats on slackers. You know me; I read probably more than you do. But 1.5 billion employees are playing the Angry Bird syndrome at work. What? Yep. Did you say 1.5 billion? With a B. Employees Correct. are playing Angry Birds at Correct. work. Interesting. Think about how many people are surfing the internet, playing on Facebook. Look in your own office. Look around how often you see people on their cell phones. Mm. What are they busy doing? Mm-hmm. Or they're, That I annoys s- me. Totally. Or Oof, they're playing fantasy for football. <laughs> The amount of money that's lost to productivity is huge. Yeah, slackers. slackers. How, about a, how about another one? Uh, well, there are the martyrs. That's totally different than the hot mess or the slackers. The martyrs, very toxic. They are, you know, so so they seem like they would be a dream, right? Because right. they do everything, and in actuality, because they insist on doing everything themselves. 
However, it's really important that they then go around and they tell everybody everything that they're sacrificing to get all of the work done. Right, and and uh, I which guess- is. <laughs> mm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt. No, I, I was going to say, you know, we always go back to the drama triangle, and these people are like heroes. You know, look, here I am, Mighty Mouse to save the day. Mm. And I think a lot of them have control issues. Mm-hmm. Again, working inside of some of these companies, they need to do everything themselves. They the martyr. Want, right, the yeah. martyr. Mm-hmm. They want the credit. You know, they want the applause. And uh, unfortunately, it creates a tremendous imbalance in the teamwork. They're not, they're really not liked, right? Which is why they are considered toxic. Yes. Um, they also, you know, talk about burnout for a second. Yeah. Because martyrs definitely burn out. Yeah. And the overload burnout where, you know, an employee works frantically until they're completely exhausted. And the way they cope is complaining to everybody, whether it's their coworkers or to their, bo- their, their boss, their manager. Basically, they're they're completely burnt and fried, and that's actually a form of toxicity as well. Yeah, there, there's also we've seen boredom, you know what I call boredom burnout. What is that? People are just tired, you know, rather than taking on the challenging jobs. Oh, so they're bored. Or taking on initiatives to do some really interesting work or projects, mm. they avoid that stuff. And, and and I think about how many meetings that we come out of and we ask for volunteers, how many hands don't go up, and people that I would want to really do the job. So do you think they don't do it or volunteer because they're burnt? I think some fried. of them are burnt out and fried, definitely. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, so there's the burnout of boredom. Mm-hmm. So if I heard you correctly, they avoid taking <laughs> on tough stuff and they disengage because they literally have created uh, sort of that boring world. They don't yeah. want to take on challenges. But then there's also the worn out, the people that are worn out yeah. that creates burnout. And with so many demands and so much stress, you just tend to kind of give up, lose motivation, even to get through the smallest tasks. Yeah. And that's that's not a good burnout. And that's but, why I think when we come into companies and help them, we're so focused on you know, well, do your employees get enough rest? You well, know, are you yeah. giving... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, as part of an engagement uh, survey. Yeah. Right? One shows of the up. Thing, it shows up if you have... Um, especially it will show up if you have burnout. Yeah. If, or other types of toxic behavior. Yeah. If people are not engaged, pretty much they will let you know why they're not engaged. Yeah. And then you can do something about it. However... And we'll talk about this shortly when we come back from the break. Um, there are things that you should be looking at if you're not doing an employee engagement survey uh, as a coworker, as a manager, as, as a leader. Yeah. You should start to recognize some of the signs of toxic employees. And I think we all do. Yeah. Uh, but you have to do something about it. You know, Don't wait for an employee engagement and survey to hopefully be done so you can figure out, oh, we have toxic employees. Yeah, and this is a perfect time of the year with end of year coming. People are thinking about bonuses and holiday and mm-hmm. stuff like that. This is when we really have to think about performance management. But let's hold the thought for a minute, Deirdre. And, you know, it's time for a quick break. Everybody, you're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates only on WCBS News Radio 880. Yes. Learn more about Deirdre and I at the Gut Wisdom site.
Earbuds are for more than just music. Use yours to listen to WCBS and catch up on the latest news from around New York and around the world. Go to radio.com or cbsnewyork.com to listen live on your smartphone. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered 24-7. We're back and you're listening to Gut Wisdom. I am Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, J.G., And if you're just tuning in, tonight's show is all about culture vultures, those toxic people we have either managed, we work with, or possibly both. Poisonous and homicidal people. They're not homicidal. (laughs) I wouldn't. JG, you totally got me off there. Now, I don't know that they're homicidal. Let's scratch that one. But here's a story. They're cruel and destructive. That's true. So here's a story that actually happened recently. Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this person. <clears throat> they didn't work for me. We don't work together. I was okay. in the elevator. In, At our building? Yes, yes. Of the office building. I'm carrying uh-huh. my work bag, my purse, this large cup of coffee. And I just can't wait to have a sip of this coffee. And a woman is holding the elevator door open for me. That's nice. She has this huge smile. Greets oh. me like as if we've known each other forever. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you? Good morning. And of course, I get my big smile on. I'm like, hey, good morning. Right back at you. You know, now the elevator door is closed. The minute the door closed, yeah, she looked at me straight in the eyes and said, you know, once that door opens again, the depressing day begins. Really? Oh, oh that's awful. My heart sank. Now, yeah. coming from somebody who seemed... So upbeat. I mean, yeah, bubbly and vivacious. How you doing? I was shocked. I felt awful. And then she continued to say, you know, they're trying to change the culture in my company, but if they don't fire the employees that are creating, adding to, or Mm. sort of undermining the culture that they're trying to fix, nothing will change. And it's really depressing. I'm telling you, my heart sank. And with that, the door, the elevator door opens. to her floor she was getting off first she gave me all of a sudden the biggest smile Mm. and all I could say was you keep smiling and you use your smile to influence everybody that you can today isn't that awful yeah awful true story I mean here's somebody who's like she knows that upper senior management leadership whatever you want to call it is trying to change and fix the culture but at the end of the day they're not getting rid of in fact the people that are creating uh, you know, sort of the antithesis of the culture that they're trying to build. Yeah, and you sad. Ha- it, it's extremely sad, and I bet you I know who it is in our building too. Well, such you, a small building. It is a small building, and I know most of the bosses and owners around. I know yeah. who's good and who's not so good. But you, you really do have to wonder, right? What the leaders inside of companies and organizations uh, are thinking. Right. You know, first of all, are they even aware that they have these problems? Right, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times the bosses, you know, managers don't always know these things. True, you know, that's uh, one issue. Yeah, okay. The bosses, that is, or the senior, or the people in the C-suite. Yeah, they don't always know. They don't that's have their boots to the ground, their ears to the ground. I would agree. To know what's going on, you may not always know, but when you do know, then it's a question of why aren't you doing something? Right, right. And how important is culture? And how important? is the health and happiness of the people that come to work there every single day. But what is that worth? Yeah. And not in dollars. No, I I, I agree 110%. I think also you have to look at, you know, what are you doing about it? You know, when companies are aware of these things Mm -hmm. and they don't act, Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, illustrates 
or demonstrates mm-hmm. a lot about the senior management mm-hmm. of what's going on. That lack of action when they have that knowledge, right? You really have to wonder. Well, here here's a question. Uh, yeah, I'd like to put a question out to our listeners. What kind of culture do you want living in your organization? And I'm I'm certain it's not, and I'm sure JG, you're certain it's not the bacterial culture mm, that yes. spreads <laughs> yes. and infects the smiles and the morale. Oh. Of, of those that you're so dependent on for the overall health and well-being and happiness of your clients, your company, your families. So I'd like our listeners, email us. Let us know how you handle yeah. how you handle culture vultures. We'll get into this now how we think you should, and we'll talk a little bit more about things like that. But we want to hear from you. So email us at, uh, actually, you can email me directly, dk at gutwisdom.com. With a Z. G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M, <laughs> correct. Mm-hmm. So I want to just get in, you know, have there are also some more popular toxic sort of culture vultures, like the socialite. Mm. You know, they seem very funny, they're entertaining, they're everybody's best friend. They basically treat their job in the workplace as if it's their own personal party every day. Hey, fun to be around, fun to be around. However... Yeah, and, and I see with them also, they gossip a lot, oh, right? Yes. And uh, they're always chatting... Endless That's, coffee breaks. Yep. Yes. Another one that made our list tonight uh, is the culture vulture called the flatliner. Oh, it sounds like somebody died. <laughs> well, and they flatline. No goals, no plan, no purpose. Sort of, sort of like hanging out, waiting for that paycheck. And for some reason, no matter what the cause is, they just don't take initiative or ownership. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, no. I'm thinking about a flatliner. I could tell you were thinking. You were like in deep thought. Yeah. It's, you know, we see so much of this inside of companies. Mm. And you would think that this would be all sort of like known and discussed during performance reviews. Well, so, of course. that That's only if performance reviews are actually given, one. And two, how they're done, if they are done. I mean, we work with so many business owners who either... They use these old, antiquated versions, totally. which I, I, you know, I of course suggest that we improve that when they do. But you know, where you're scoring on a one to five, you know, the the performance of an employee. That's eh, we could be so much better than that. Or you know, or then you, you have some companies that take so much time trying to figure out how to make this in depth performance evaluation, performance management system. And then it just never gets done because that almost speaks to the it just it's too long and it and it doesn't work. So talk about it at this time of the year, right? I mean, again, we we go back to this time of the year. So much going on. People are expecting raises. DOL just changed their rules yeah. with uh, overtime. Yes, uh, a lot of people are thinking about what's going to happen next year in 2017. Where do I stand in the organization? Mm-hmm. So when you look at performance management, this is probably an amazing time to really start thinking about your process. Well, I think it's always an amazing. First of all, I think performance evaluations are not just to, uh, what's the right word? They're not just to make it, um, sub, you know, substantiate why somebody should be getting more money or not. Right. That's just, to me, that's just and not a lot the way of, to think about it. And a lot of it. people think about their performance evaluations as it's raised time, and they really should be separated. Right. We always keep it so, separate, so and we advise we, every client. You do not do raises at the same time that you do performance evaluations, because truthfully, the person sitting there on the other end of the table is 
pretty much waiting to find out how much more money they have in their paycheck and not necessarily what it is that you may be trying to communicate. So 100% have so to let's keep them talk separate. about tips that we can share right, with owners of businesses, with managers, as it relates to performance evaluations for the poisonous or the toxic culture vulture inside their organization. Okay, we can do that. What ideas do we have? Well, I think it may sound a little cliche, but you really have to train your hiring managers and make Mm. sure that they know what questions to ask. You know, there are a lot of behavioral-based interview questions that can be helpful if... Right. You know how to interpret the answers. That's a very good point. There's a great book. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Top Grading. Oh, sure. I read that. Yeah. I I recommend that to all hiring managers. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, So are there specific questions that you can ask to weed out in the hiring process? Uh, Do you know of any? I ask lots of questions, but I think my biggest question that I like to ask personally, I ask for five things that the person liked least about his or her last job that she was in. Mm -hmm. I don't ask for one, Mm -hmm. but I like them to dig deep, Mm -hmm. right, for five things, because usually that will trigger some discussion, and you'll realize there are some issues there. Well, yeah, it sounds like that gives very good insight uh, into some of the signs because you're not asking for one thing. That's a good one. Another one, another great question to ask. Now, what we're talking about is we want to, in, in the hiring process, identify, who identify the potential if, toxic. Exactly. You exactly. want to identify before you hire somebody if they are potentially one of the many types of culture vultures. Um, that we talked about. So another one is ask a candidate how they handled a difficult situation. One type of toxic employee is the perpetual victim, right? They feel that anything that went bad was somebody else's fault. So you can check for this by asking candidates to describe an experience in which things didn't turn out quite as much as you know they had hoped uh, a situation would, and then see how they react. And because if they, mm-hmm. hear me out, if they only blame others yeah. for the problem and don't admit potentially what what piece they may have had in the issue, that's kind of a red flag that, you know, this could be somebody who's you know going to be doing that in your own organization. Yeah. In the interview process, it's so interesting to see how people take ownership Right of issues, mm. you know. This is what I didn't do really well, and I received this how many type people of feedback. Do you, uh, how many people we've interviewed? Thousands of people. How many people do you think really do that? Uh, do what? Admit on an interview. That I think the really good ones admit. There you go. And those are the people you hire. Exactly. They're honest, they're candid, they're transparent. The other thing also... And they realize they're not perfect. So there's two things that we're talking about. There's the performance management Mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, your current team. Yes. Wanting them, keeping it separate, having it have nothing to do with salary. Yeah. And really making performance about not just money. Where do you want to see growth in this individual? Where have you seen growth in this individual? Mm -hmm. If they've showed signs as one of the toxic players, one of the culture vultures, what's the remediation? What's the cure? How are you helping support the helping support them and what are you expecting from them and keeping that those the, that open dialogue with here's what we want yes. for you having them participate in the performance so that's one piece of this and then mm-hmm. the other piece is 
in the hiring process, understanding what questions before you hire and you have a toxic employee, what are the behavioral based questions that you can ask? Great point. And, you know, we've had clients say, we know that you have a list of, let's say, 35 questions, which we do. We have at least 35 behavioral based <laughs> interview questions. We obviously do not use all 35 of them when we're interviewing one person. However, you know, we pick we and pick choose. We pick the ones. But right. the key, you know, I've had people say, can you please give me that yes. list of questions that you use? Yeah, I can give you the list. But it's not going to really be helpful. But you if don't you know don't know how to interpret it. If you don't know how to <laughs> interpret the answers, you have to go deep. Right. You have to go Dig. deep into the answers that people give you. But there are certainly questions that you can ask to vet out what kind of individual, what what type of person am I dealing with? Is this somebody who's going to talk about all the things that they've done and they've done in their yeah. last you know position and nobody ever helped them and they didn't get any recognition? Hmm, that sounds a little bit like a martyr. Yeah. Or, I don't know, I was really bored and there was nothing challenging for me and Nah, that there could be a piece of that that's true. Right, dig, dig. Totally. So, so the toxic employee situation can be solved really at least what we just talked about in two different ways. Yeah, Through performance management. I know you're trying to get a word. Yeah, in I'm chomping right? at the bit as usual. <laughs> uh, through performance in. management and also through the interviewing process. Okay, I'm quiet now. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and and I get passionate about this. I know you do, and I think one of the other challenges is is that a lot of companies look at performance evaluations once a year. If you really want to have mm, an amazing that's such culture, a good point. If you really want to have a great company and great people working there, you want to give constant feedback, and so what do you Not recommend? wait until the end of the year. Quarterly? They work, no, constant feedback. Somebody works on a project. Hey, you did really well. This is what I'd like to see you continue doing. Oh, you know what? You did really good. But if you could change this one thing, that would help for the next project. Right. So what do you and do, though? With the it, toxic, yes. So with the toxic employee, you're going to find them real quick. You know, you're going to. You're if gonna your eyes are tr- open. And by the way, what if you don't see it, but a coworker knows it? If a coworker knows it, everybody knows it. Absolutely. You can't, You're you, always the last to know. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree and with you. And there are times where you can't do anything about it. You know, sometimes you you work inside of a company where you've alerted them, mm-hmm. but you're not in a position of control. Yeah. So check this Ch- out. So I could say I've been in a position of control. I own my own business. And I'll never forget we had one employee who unilaterally decided not to do what was expected. Uh, what we all thought we'd have meetings pretty much every week, every three days on a specific client he was working on. And after some time where there was actually nothing, like there were no results, I yeah. sat down and I, and I, and I actually asked mm-hmm. him, I said, so how much time are you actually spending working on this one particular project? And he looked at me and said, not too much. Jeez. I said, what? <laughs> I thought I was hearing, you ever see the Scooby face? I'm like, well, what what does that mean? Not too much. Not too much today. I don't understand. You're supposed to be championing this. And he was, a. it turned out, and I did not know this, and we don't have some huge company, but we can continue, you know, I'll just tell you one other thing. He actually thought that he created the culture in our company. Scary. Scary. But we'll, we'll come back with that. Stay tuned. We'll be back with some wisdoms on managing and working with toxic employees, those culture vultures in your workplace. You're listening to Gut Wisdom Radio that resonates on WCBS News Radio 880. In a world with so much uncertainty, here's one thing you can count on. WCBS 880, New York's News Radio. Listen every day. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. 
I'm Jonathan Gassman. JG here with our host, Deirdre Koppelman. I want to be DK if you're JG. I want to call you Deedles. My sister calls me Big Deedles. Deedles. Okay, Deedles. And if you're just <laughs> tuning in, we're talking about culture vultures. Those are those toxic, harmful, venomous employees Ooh. that live and breathe inside That make of, 54% of their coworkers want to quit their own jobs. Yeah. There you go. Those are, the, those are the people we're talking about. Uh, uh, Definitely. Yep. And don't tell me that you don't have any because every work oh, please. company I come into, oh, please, <laughs> we see this all the time. And we and by the way, we'd love what? to hear some of your stories. And people, of have, shared, people have shared some interesting stories wow. with us. yes, they have. You've gotten some great emails yes, from they people. Have, and we love it. Keep it coming. Yes, please do. So let's share what? with the audience, with our listeners, some things that you can do when you know that you have, you know, one of these Culture vultures, a toxic employee. Well, you can always fire them. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about keeping it short and simple. If, it, if, if it's not working out, it's really creating so much, uh, you know, tumult and, and, and chaos. Again, you know, who's in control? And But, you know, there are other things you could do if there's... But I think before you even get to firing I know, them, sometimes I have short, you know, short patience. Yes, it's, I don't know why you do. Usually you're pretty empathetic. I am. I don't fire very quickly. No, actually, you, you don't. You give people a lot of chances, and that's I what I want to get to. Is you really have to understand why the person is acting the way they do. You True. Know, is that the way they typically are, or you know maybe they got a personal problem going on that right. all of a sudden came about? There's no question. You should focus on the situation and not the person, not totally. the not the, the the character of the person. Because you're right, there could be something going on that could be creating why that behavior is happening yes, yes and another I thing i would say is don't ignore do something oh, and unfortunately yes. we come in and as i said before people wait doing an annual performance review and something they don't even do it but you have to do something you can't ignore it you can't put it in the box and just leave it that it's going to self-correct well, the, the, Go Sorry. ahead. Well, I'm just thinking about in terms of not ignoring it. and do, You should always do something, take some action. Right, but, but imagine sometimes people are afraid to give feedback because they don't know how to give feedback. Right, but think they, about this. Let's yeah. say, here's a situation. You Let's give say, me the hand again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it. Anyway, <laughs> so, so, so let's say you, you know, a coworker actually tells um, somebody who can do something about the toxic employee. Right. Let's say somebody comes to you, JG, and says, "Oh, listen, we have we have a situation going on. This person is either a you know they're a culture vulture of some type. Sure. And you're you're now aware of it, and yes. maybe more than one person has told you this, and maybe you've even seen it, and oh. maybe you've seen it more than once, and and everybody kind of knows this is what's going on. If you choose to ignore it, Ugh, you're bad. actually responsible for adding to. You're enabling the behavior, but you're also You are part of the what's creating um, low morale and people wanting to quit. Because if people think that you're not willing to do something about something so pervasive, yeah, and you're just looking, looking, you know, you're you're willing to look the other way, you are actually adding to the problem. So you're right. Do something. Right. If you don't do something, it's not good. Yeah, but we've come into. Let me also add. 
What? We've worked with family businesses where yeah. it's hard to really do something. You know, it's right. the son of the owner. And, <laughs> or the brother you know, or the sister or the mother or the cousin yeah, or the I'm uncle. I'm thinking of one in particular where, you know, everybody knew this guy was not yes. to be the COO of the company. Yes. And meanwhile, you know, the founder, the entrepreneur, he could he wasn't doing anything about it. And he knew. And what signal does that send out? What's the message it sends out to all of the employees? Well, there's no question. Toxic behavior, whatever the behavior is, let's just take it from a broad 20,000. I like that. Right. Behavior comes down the path. Everybody feels it, and it starts at the top. And in family businesses, actually, which we we should really do a whole segment just on family businesses and multi generational, of course. Um, it's you can't necessarily fire your brother and or your cousin or your uncle or your dad or whatever. Of course you have. <laughs> um, but most people can't. No, it's a challenge. And that's okay. I think employees of family-run businesses understand that dynamic. You can't get rid of the poison at the top. But you still can do something. And that's, that could be just through coaching. Yeah. And 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 looking at the patterns and saying what you know what's the behavior that I that, that I don't like that's not working that won't be tolerated that won't be tolerated good point good point yeah I mean family is family but there's certainly in the workplace there has to be zero tolerance I agree yes and that's something we spend a lot of time on trying to help the founders and these entrepreneurs deal with now you didn't fire mel your dad did you because no but he threw me out a couple of times (laughs) (laughs) no he told me there's certain behaviors that just won't be tolerated in the really Uh, that's a topic for another show (laughs) it's not my therapy session today uh yeah um all right well anyways i'm listening to you because you were on a little bit of a roll right so sometimes coaching doesn't always work as That's you know, true. we try to coach the uh, coach the toxic employee, and uh, sometimes, as you said, ultimately you may have to fire them. But you have to go through the routine of identifying, making them aware, seeing if there's a personal issue, course correcting, giving well, them the opportunity. Process. And you then ultimately, you have to be thoughtful about it. See, all of those steps that you're talking about is taking action in some regard. You're being aware and you're, you're thinking about it and you're at least doing something about it as opposed to completely ignoring it. I also think as a manager or as a leader, you know, you, you shouldn't necessarily blame yourself. I mean, I think, yes, if you have an employee who's creating some havoc Mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form, the black cloud, the wallflower, the hot mess, the slacker, any one of those, I think you always want to look first inside yourself. What is it that I may or may not be doing to contribute to this behavior that I'm not happy about in somebody else? And then I think after that, after you look at that and you say, okay, well, I've now looked inside and I've really looked... mm, I have to look outwards and say, okay, I can't really blame myself for this situation, but I must do something about it. Completely agreed. You look like you completely agree. Bob. I'm shaking. The most you can't agreeable. see me, but I'm shaking my head in the affirmative <laughs> the most to the agree- listeners. Yeah, wow. First that was time. Like, I, I was, agree with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm two points. Yep, two points. Oh, that's a three point. Two point. Three point. Basketball, two the longest point. shot is a three point. Whatever. Listen, at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. bottom line. What? Everybody's got their own personal circumstances, yeah. you know, wrong motivations or just changes in what the role may be for a person when there's like a reorganization True. inside of a company. Those can all impact behavior. 
Totally true. And as we said before, you know, when your hiring managers are trained. When they're trained. Hmm. That should tell you something. Uh, How often are they trained? Well, call us and we'll train them for you. But Mm. the behavioral based questions to ask and how to interpret them. So you can sort of nip the whole potential of even hiring a culture vulture right from the beginning, right from the get go. Yes, you're shaking your head again. Yeah, I'm I'm totally in agreement. (laughs) So funny. You're really agreeing with me. Okay. This is the first time. What else? What else? What else? It's all, so it's also important, yeah. I think, for coworkers to stay out of the culture vulture zone. Definitely. You know, How for, do you do that? So, though? for example, let's say, you ever hear of the black cloud? Ooh. Ominous. Hmm? You know, like clouds, cloud. when they disappear, it causes <laughs> a nice bright day to show up. You see these people <laughs> coming down the hall, we're like, oh my gosh, Hello. here they come. Oh, do I have to deal with them? You know, you just have to realize. Wait, well, I, what is a black cloud? Yeah, that, I was going to say, what's the black? They sulk. Yeah, they badmouth. They tip. They they typically will have trouble seeing good in other people. Everything is bad. Everything is negative. Oh, it's dark. You know, they suck the living energy out of you. Yeah. And so my do advice do? is don't engage them. <laughs> don't engage them. Don't. You know what I like but, to do? But also don't tolerate it. You, ha- you have to come back and say something like, you know, it's so unlike you. You know, usually you're so bubbly and vivacious and, you know, this is so unlike you to act this way. Well, if, And usually like, if, really? In, oh, okay. And they brighten up. They, they may or they may not. I, I look at it. So I have a... I don't know. I think I have a sunny disposition. I can get a little moody at times. Oh, yeah. I've seen you moody. Well, you create Slam the that. door and it, you give me the hand you provoke, the finger. When you provoke <laughs> it, you get it right back. That's exactly right. But uh-huh. if I work with negative people, and even if I don't work with negative people, if I know negative people, if I'm around negative people, those black clouds, everything is bad, 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 bad. I sometimes just, I just put on a big smile and, and I talk about everything that's good. <laughs> hopefully, hoping that they pick up on that energy and maybe see it, but you can't, you know. I think you have to ask them, so what's going good today? Yeah, it's good. What's good? What's good? What are you grateful for? Go what back you, to that your, practicing gratitude. What are your wins for the day? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's chill. What about the wallflower? You know what the wallflower is? Yes, I know what it is, but tell us for our listeners. So it's sort of like it reminds me of, I don't think I'm old enough or you're old enough. But maybe, you know, when you had the high school dance and the wallflower was sort of up against the wall waiting to be approached. Mm. So a wallflower at work is very similar. They sort of avoid eye contact. They wait to be approached. And, you know, could be because they're lacking in confidence. I mean, think about it. With a little more recognition and, again, to bring it back, some solid performance reviews make that wallflower a little bit more confident and encouraged to take some positive yeah, uh, action totally. and challenges. You know, yeah. it's all about empowering them. Yeah. that That's a big one. Yeah. And I think that's a great aspect, great behavior that you demonstrate, working with a lot of these types of people, trying to help them change their behaviors. You're always encouraging. You're always trying to I, motivate and inspire. I think if you meet bring people. bring them up Thank you. Thank you. I think as a manager, as a leader, and again, you know how I feel about leaders. It doesn't matter what your position is. I don't care how much money you make. It's irrelevant. Leadership behavior starts in the playground, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So for me, it's about getting to the root of every individual. Yes. Whether they are... The why. The root. The why. What's happening. Mm. and, And helping others see... 
how much they're capable of. Totally. Even if they have real issues. Yeah. I, I, but I truly believe that. Because you care. I do. But I didn't study that. And I think most of us, generally speaking, see the good in other people. It's just don't be afraid to show that because you can contribute to helping uh, a lot of people and a lot of workplaces at the same time. Yeah, my father always used to say to me something along the lines of, uh, don't let anyone walk through your mind with their dirty feet. Yeah. well, Get them out, try and make it better, clean them up, help them the best way you can. Yeah, so listen, there are lots of signs and remedies to deal with toxic employees. Yes. We only talked about a few. Yes. Um, And I think it's equally important that we all do a little bit of a gut check, in Mm. fact, to see if we ourselves are acting like a culture vulture. I, I love this. It's such a great idea. So... If you are listening and you really find this interesting, you want to do a gut check and see if you might be a culture vulture yourself. Mm. How toxic are you? You know, whether you're a black cloud, we spoke about the hot mess or any of the others. Well, yes, uh, the list, the martyr, yeah, uh, the socialite, yeah. the invisible, the zombie, the volcano, the flatliner, the <laughs> rebel, the know-it-all. We have a list we, of them. Well, we do. We have a list of them on the Gut, Wes- Gut Wisdom website, but we also have a quiz for you to take. Oh, a yeah. A quiz that our listeners can take to see um, if and when you actually might be the culture vulture. Yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So that's gut wisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. Go there, check out the list. I think we must have at least 25 identified types of culture vultures. Yes. What they look like, how they behave, mm. what some of the remedies are. Yes. Right? And Love then we it. also have a very, very short quiz just to see Five and figure out yeah. when you might be the culture vulture. So that's on gut wisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. I love that. You know, we have so many great listeners. Thank you so much for your feedback. Uh, we've met so many people sharing with us some of the things that they really enjoy. We'd love to hear more. So please feel free. Catch us on social media or email us hmm. at our website. Yes, and you never know. You may be able to be a guest on the show. We would love that. I'd also, I think, JG, let's take this time yes, to thank everybody, mm-hmm. at, of course, for listening, and to the entire WCBS News Radio 880 team. We are forever grateful, really, to have the opportunity to work with all of you. We adore amazing leaders. Let me just say that. Yes. Amazing leaders. And last yep. night, we were able to celebrate the holidays. And together. Together. And yeah. it was a blessing. And love to thank our families at Pear and GFG and every place else. How many families do you have? I have lots. <laughs> well, have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for Holiday Party Tips, Tricks, and Laws. That's coming your way next Saturday night on Gut Wisdom, only on WCBS News Radio 880. Gut Wisdom is sponsored by Pear Core Solutions. 